Howdy and welcome to the Confidence Through Health podcast. I'm Jerry Snyder. As an elite level athlete, owner of All In Health and Wellness, and author of the book Confidence Through Health, my goal is to help you achieve your goals and dreams using health as the conduit to get there. This podcast is brought to you in part by Social Media Cowboys. They are a digital media agency that helps businesses get found online. Websites, social media, AdWords, geofencing, and much, much more. If you need help with online marketing, they are here for your business. Social Media Cowboys, practical solutions for real businesses. Well, this week I have uh, the pleasure of bringing on a, uh, a friend and uh, someone who's got a unique uh, perspective on health and a unique um, way that they help people. And it's something that I think could definitely be beneficial to to some of you listening because it's something that, that I've had done. It's something my wife has had done. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a new and upcoming, I think, well, I say new and upcoming, but it's not really new and upcoming, but I think it's getting more and more traction, I should say, um, in the health world. So, uh, I'm going to bring on Melissa Rich, and what she does is uh, hypnotherapy. Uh, and I'll uh, so thank you for being with me, Melissa. Yeah, my pleasure. And we've known each other for a little bit, and I know that she's she's doing a lot of great work here in Waco. Um, but for those of you out there, it, it, there's a lot of people that think, you know, that when they hear hypnotherapy, they're going to think, you know, oh, I don't want to be hypnotized, yeah. and I don't want to be, you know, barking like a dog every time I hear mm-hmm. a certain word or something like that. Um, so what can you describe for us what hypnotherapy is and, and what exactly you do with that? Okay. Can I give a little bit of my background first? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So I was a family therapist for about 28 years. That's what I have my PhD in. And the last 10 or 12 years of that, I kind of stumbled into hypnosis, took some continuing ed courses and was really interested in it and got certified. And I started using that with my clients as a way to help them make change. Right. So several years ago, I realized I was really tired of therapy. <laughs> Yeah. The burnout rate can be very high, but I still liked hypnosis. That was fun. Okay. So I quit doing therapy and now I just do hypnosis. And I have, it, the way it helps people change is to me unprecedented. It just yeah. cuts through a lot of stuff. It's much quicker. It's more powerful. I love it. And plus it feels good. Right. Unlike getting a shot or, you know, <laughs> taking a pill. This actually right. feels good. Right. Um, and, and I imagine like, you know, there are times when you take a shot and you, you can have immediate gratification, but it might not last very long. Yeah. Whereas this is more of a, uh, and yes. correct me if I'm wrong, but it's more of a routine trying to, trying to change your routines yeah. and get yeah, you on yeah. a better track path. Yeah. It has to be a change that the client wants to make. Right. Um, I do a lot of stop smoking every now and then I will get someone call me and as we're talking, I realize their spouse wants them to stop smoking. Oh. They don't want to. Gotcha. And so when I figure that out, I will just say, well, do you want to stop smoking? And every now and then they'll say, you know, I know I should, but I really don't. And so that's it. We're done. And I'll just thank them and say, you know, I understand that, but I really can't help you. Right. So if you get to to the point where you are ready, call me back. I'd love to work with you. But, you know, you were talking about the barking like a dog and all that. That is stage hypnosis, and right. I often tell clients that. And that is a real thing. Those people are trained to do oh, that. Yeah. Um, and it's a big business, but it's not what I do. Right. So I kind of always tell my clients, 
if you really want to bark like a dog or cluck like a chicken, we can do that. I'll charge you extra, but right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not what I do. Right. Um, well, and it's, it, you know, it's interesting that you say that because it's, it's one of those things that I, I find as well, um, working with people with nutrition and, mm-hmm. and exercises that, you know, if you don't really want to make the change, that's you're right. going to sabotage yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so like how long has hypnotherapy been around? Well, it's interesting, and I, I actually looked it up. Uh, hypnosis has been around since the 1800s. However, and this is what I thought when I saw that, but that, that's not long enough. In 1774, Frank, uh, Dr. Frank Mesmer mm-hmm. started uh, something that he called mesmerism. That was really the birth okay. of hypnosis. Okay. He noticed that if he kind of put people in this sort of trance-like state, they were more... Now, right. he tended to be very dramatic about it and, you know, do all these weird things. But that really is when it started. So 1774, I'm not good at math. What? Right. 300? Yeah. No, 3,000? I don't know. It's, it's a long math. time. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, several hundred years. We can yeah, say that. Long time. Um, well, and so, you, you know, you mentioned the trance there. And, and one of the things that, that I was actually thinking about this morning as I was preparing for this is that, you know, it when when we we focus on say a specific type of music or a mu- mm-hmm. you know radio channel and that's you know I've found um, over the last year or so I've I've for my own well being I've stopped listening to the radio in the car and mm-hmm. trying to process my thoughts from from one meeting to the next or one you know workout session to the next and and really try and and, and stay in tune with who I am versus going off into you know this other world where I'm just like, I'm listening to the radio and I'm off in, you know, mm-hmm. entertainment land. You're working on um, being more present. Exactly. And, and I think that, that a lot of times that, that trance state, we find ourselves in that without realizing it. One of the questions I get all the time is, are there people who can't be hypnotized? Because some people seem to think that they can't, and that means that they're very strong minded or, or something. I don't know. Right. But my answer to that is, you know what? Everybody can be hypnotized because hypno- hip- doing hypnosis is just being put into a trance state. And we all go in and out of trance states all the time, every right. day, many times a day. Yeah. It's just you just kind of zone out. You know, you're in a meeting or in church and you suddenly realize, oh, my gosh, I missed the last 10 minutes. My right. eyes were open. You were awake, but you were off in la la land. We all do that. I've never met anyone who doesn't. Yeah. So that's kind of my answer. Yes, anybody can be hypnotized. Right. Um, and it's just a matter of what, what you do with it is, is a guided hypnotism. Yes. So it's yeah, taking uh, them through the stages of, of correcting right. the behavior that they want corrected. I get suggestions from my client. You know, what is it like if someone, I do a lot of anxiety. That's really my specialty. I love working with anxiety. It responds beautifully to hypnosis. And so I will, in the first interview or the first session, which is ask them a lot of questions you know, what are your triggers? What what right. areas really uh, affect you? And so then I have several books of scripts that I use and I weave the suggestions in through the script. So it's a very personalized thing. But um, I, I get it from them, the things right. that they want, which is one reason it's so effective because it's very personalized. I'm, I'm designing that session for them. Right. So it, it works. And so how many, um, you know, I mean, obviously, I think the next question when somebody hears that, you know, like an initial session and multiple, like what's like, and granted, I know that it, it depends on how, how big the habit is or how, mm-hmm. in, you know, ingrained it is in their life. 
but what would you say is like the the typical time frame that somebody goes through to, to, to see that aha ooh it this worked change, change yeah yeah I can't speak for every hypnotist or hypnotherapist but for me after some experimenting uh, all of my packages are three sessions they all start okay. over three sessions and I'm not trying to brag but three sessions you can do a lot okay um, I have a lot of people who quit smoking in one session and in fact we did this the other day with a, a I have an intern and we worked with an older gentleman and for his second session, he was back like almost an hour early Yeah. and we were like, and he said, I just came to tell you that I'm done. He'd smoked for like 40 plus years and said, oh, wow. I've not craved it. I've not thought about it. I'm done with it. It was worth every penny. Thank you very much. And you know, we we're like, okay. And I said, okay, you've got two more sessions that you right. can use for anything in the next 90 days. He goes, no, I'm good. Wow. So, especially things like that, that they are ready to change and anxiety. Yep. I get a lot of the same results. So I structure it that way. They buy the three sessions. Then later on, if they need a refresher, then they can buy a single session. Okay. But I found that one session doesn't do much. It needs that right. reinforcement. Right. So how often is that reinforcement session? Is it, you know, weekly? Is Usually it... it's weekly okay. for stop smoking. I try to do like if the first session is a Monday, then I try to do the second one on like a, a Wednesday or Thursday, a few right. days out, and then the next one like a week after that. Okay. But again, so often with stop smoking, they're done after the first or second session. Right. That's it's, just amazing. It is. And people come in thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard and I, I've smoked for so long. And, but I'm, I assess pretty carefully on the phone. Right. And one of my questions is on a scale of one to 10, one being you really are happy smoking, you're great with it, 10 being you really want to quit, where are you? If they're not at least a seven, I yeah. won't do it because they're not going to be successful and then right. they're not going to be happy. Right. So, and I want them to be successful. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's similar to, to the way I, I approach things with, with, uh, with clients is that, you know, you have to be, you have to be ready and willing to make a change because there's, yes. there's, while there's, there's pills that are marketed out there, there is no pill that's going to change it. You have to change your behavior. Yeah. And, and there's different ways to be able to do that. And there's different tools to be able to do that. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, when somebody is at their wits end and they've tried many different things and they just can't yeah. figure out what's that block. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times hypnotherapy is that thing that can break through and get you down into like, oh, that's it. Um, you know, that's that's the piece I've been missing. And once that piece is gone, change yeah. happens. One of the things that I really stress with my clients is what I do is cognitive restructuring. Right. I had a younger uh, client like in his 20s a while back, and he said, you're reprogramming my software. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm doing. Right, right. But if they make a change and they don't change their thoughts to support the change, they're probably going to go back to that, whatever they were doing before. Right. Which is what happens with a lot of smokers. They quit on their own, but they haven't changed their thoughts. And gotcha. so when they're stressed or whatever, they still, their automatic thought is still, I need a cigarette. Well, you do that often enough, you're going to go back to smoking. Right. But I really work on getting them to change their thoughts. And I start them when they make the appointment. Let's say they talk to me on a Thursday and they're coming in the next Monday. Right. I tell them, okay, I want you to start now telling yourself, okay, I'm smoking now or I'm really anxious or whatever now. But starting next Monday, things are going to be different. Right. I'm going to be doing better. Because you're setting yourself up for success. Exactly. And I tell them, because I get a lot, well... I mean, I really don't believe that. I'm like, that's okay. You don't have to believe it. Right. There is a ton of research that shows that 
the messages that we give to our brain on a regular enough basis, our brain not only starts to believe them, but starts making them come true. It's just right. fascinating. Yes, it is. So if they just tell themselves this often enough, that's half the battle. Right. So by the time they come to see me, we're, we're you know, really far down along the road. Right. No, and that's that's very true. I've got a, uh, I'm working on another book and... One of the things I'm discussing in there is, is the self-limiting thoughts and yes, self-limiting beliefs, and huge. how huge that is compared to even even just you know not even saying those things, not necessarily replacing it with a positive thing, but just don't say the negative thing, and and yeah, you'll you'll because there it, it's it's interesting when you talk to people and they say, man, I can't believe this happened. I've been thinking about that for years, and it finally happened. Well, you think about it long enough, you're going to make it happen. It's in schools, they call it the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And they're very aware that these kids who hear these messages over and over, they make them start coming true. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it happens all the time. So how does hypnotherapy work in conjunction with other healing processes? It really works very well. Uh, my late husband was a dentist, and I know when he prescribed medication, he always had to take in, you know, their body weight and, and you know, other what other things they were doing? How did they right. eat? And, you know, was this medication contraindicated with this medication? Right. It does not happen with hypnosis. Hypnosis works with anything. I do try to get information from them. Um, and like, okay, if you're seeing a personal trainer and he's told you you need to start running, but you really don't want to do it, great. Let's reinforce that running. Let's right. get, you know, so I will work with whatever they're giving me, but it works with anything. It works with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what... I mean, we, we talk about pretty much anything can be addressed mm -hmm. in, through hypnotherapy if you're willing yeah. to make the change. There are a couple of things I don't do. I get asked fairly often about past life regression. I, I okay. don't touch that one. That's that's a little bit out there. Um, and, you know, you never know if it's true or not. I could be just sure. making up all kinds of stuff. Sure. The other one I don't do is uh, memory retrieval. Okay. Because there is a ton of research that shows that memory is very, very subjective. And so I could put someone in a deep trance state and they could remember something completely false. Totally oh, false, yeah. But then think that's what it is. I mean, right. again, that, there were a lot of court cases back in the 80s or 90s where uh, people were accusing these other people of uh, sexual abuse that never happened. They okay. found out later because it was it was false memories. It was. Yeah. So I'm I'm very clear on that. I don't I don't touch that one. Right. OK. Um, so if somebody is on the fence mm -hmm. about, you know, hypnosis and therapy. Um, you know, it, it's obvious that, you know, if, if you're, if you break your arm, you're going to the emergency room, right. you know, or the urgent care to get, but if you don't know, like, Hey, I want to make a change. I don't know if this stumbling block is, you know, I don't want to say big enough because I think anything yeah, would be able be. to be worked with, but you know, how do we know that like, okay, that, is something I can't get through myself. Right. I typically, my kind of guideline that I use is that if someone has had a lot of abuse or um, trauma, mm -hmm. they need therapy. Right. Okay. Now, hypnosis can certainly help with the stress of those things. Sure. But that is one, those are two areas that they really need some therapy to be able to get through, I right. believe. Right. Um, other things, though, and again, I say this having been a family therapist for like 28 years, a lot of things, the why doesn't really matter. Okay. Okay. It doesn't matter why 
you're feeling anxious as much as the fact that you want to stop. Right. It doesn't really matter why you're eating too much other than the fact that you need to quit doing it. Right. And you need to change your habits. So there are some things, like I said, the trauma and abuse. Yes, they need to realize it wasn't their fault. They didn't cause it. They're, you know, all this. Sure. There's sure. the wise matter. But in a lot of other things, it doesn't. Yeah. You just want to change your habit. You want to sleep better. You want to improve your golf game. Right. You want to uh, be a better student, whatever. You just need new habits. Right. New thoughts, new habits. Right. Um, well, and you mentioned golf. And one of the things mm -hmm. that, that I know is is from being an athlete and, mm -hmm. you know, um, I mean, sports psychologists are a big yes. thing. Yes. But it's also being able to calm your nerves to that point and understand how to do that. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm currently uh, taking a course to be certified in sports hypnosis mm -hmm. because that is a big, huge frontier. Yeah. And athletes are very open to that because so many professional and Olympic athletes now use hypnosis and are very open about it. Right. And I was talking to someone the other day because uh, she knew I was doing this and she was asking me about it. And I said, you know, with a lot of athletic things, it's just all the, the mental, you know, messages that you give yourself are so important. She goes, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. She goes, I've run several marathons and I'm training for one now. And I'm always fighting that because I find myself yeah. thinking, you can't do this. They're faster than you. What do you, you know, yeah. all the, and I'm like, that's exactly it. Yep. yep. And so many athletes will tell you it's like 90% mental. Oh yeah. You've got to be able to, to get those thoughts under control, block out the distractions. I mean, you know, yep. yep. And because I'm a runner too, not on your level, but um, <laughs> I'm like the world's slowest runner. But at 62, I'm running four mornings hey. a week and, yeah. you know, and yeah. I love it. That's great. That's, that's my quiet zone out time. Right. But if you're competing and you want to do better, yeah. you've got to be able to believe in yourself and you've got to just block out all the negativity or it'll drown you. Right. Well, and, and you know, it's funny because one of the things that, that the kids that I coach that I try and explain to them is, you know, take take an Olympic hundred meter final from the past, you know, few Olympics where Usain Bolt was the clear. Mm -hmm. It's clear he's going to win going into it unless he stumbles or does something. Um, but if you asked every other person that made the final, every single one of them said would say before the race, oh, "I'm going to win. That's my goal. I'm going to win." You know, and to get to that kind of confidence level yes. and to get to that kind of, like you said, blocking out everything else mm. and saying, I don't care what he's done over there. Yeah. It's I'm, about me. It's about me. It's about yeah. me preparing and doing my thing. And, and it's true. It's, it, you know, it, I've been a runner most of my life and, uh, competitive and yeah, there's, there's times where you get into a race and you think, you know, if, if he makes a move right now, I'm not going to be able to keep up with him versus being in control of it and yeah. saying, I'm running my race. I've got this. I'm in my lane. I've yeah. got this. I'm going to finish strong. Um, you and know, we and make those things come true, right? Good or bad, right? And and that's the same brain that's doing that is doing the same activity and all the other habits in our life. And so there's times when you go into a boardroom and you oh, think, yeah. "Oh my gosh, if I say the wrong thing, I'm going to get fired." Why would you? Don't worry about that part of it and worry about addressing the conversation in the moment. Or sales is another yeah. area. Those people have to believe in themselves. They have to be confident, right. be unfazed by rejection, not take it personally. I mean, that's all mental. Yeah, it is. 
Um, and, I, and I think that's something where hypnosis, not yep. not trying to, to hypnotize you to think that you're the best salesperson. But why not? But hypnotizing you to think, you know, there shouldn't be anything in my way. Yeah. You know, don't let those things bother person. me. I was kind of doing some of this myself uh, a while back when I started taking some courses. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to tell myself, I'm the best hypnotist in Waco. And then, oh, wait, I'm the only hypnotist in Waco. <laughs> okay, but I'm still right. the best one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. But why not? Right. I mean, it may not be true, but you're probably the best in some things. Right. And you believe it. You start doing yep. it. Yeah. Well, and it and it will come true eventually. Exactly. It will come true exactly. eventually. I believe know? that. And it's, um, and that's one of the things that, you know, it, it's interesting. One of the, uh, I actually just heard um, yesterday. I haven't read it yet, so I can't promote it or talk about it in too much. But her somebody was talking about a book called Lifespan, written by um, uh, I want to say Dr. Sinclair is his name, uh, who's a Harvard professor, talking about how we have enough information in regards to health and how we set up our, our health and nutrition and exercise and all of these things that we should be expanding our lifespan by decades. Wow. Not necessarily life expectancy, but our lifespan. And that within the next 10 to 20, 30, 40 years, we should see people living into the 120s, 130s. Mm. And, you know, I, I joke with people um, in a little bit of a joke, but because they think it's a joke, but what I say is that, I've changed my habits and um, set up my health to where my goal is to live to 140. Hmm. And so my goal is to, you know, see my grandkids, 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 like type of thing. Great, great. Um, great something like and, that, yeah. And it's one of those things that if I tell myself that enough, That's right. then it very well may happen. Unless, of course, I'm hit by a bus or something. Right, but. right. And I would suggest you add to that that you tell yourself you're going to be a healthy, well-functioning right. 140. Right. Not just sitting in a nursing home. Somewhere. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, one of the things I've already set as a goal, and I'm for, for reference, I'm 45. One of the things that I've set as a goal for me is uh, to break um, some track and field records at the age of 100. There for the go. 100 and over age group. Why not? Like, in, in, yeah, it's like, why not be able to do that, you know? Yeah, and go for it. may not be, the, obviously, the, the, the fastest person on the planet type of thing, but... The fastest person on the planet over 100 That's right. is the goal, you yeah. know, or the fastest person who's ever lived over 100. There you go. Um, and if you don't, in my belief, if you don't set those things up and tell yourself and, that's right. and, and tell yourself in a believing way, not just like, right. ah, that's a joke. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to be able to do that. But to be able to say, no, I'm going to live to 140. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to live well. Then it's, the, yeah, there's, a, you've got a pretty good chance of that happening. I agree. So, um, but when you have those issues of, you know, well, I, there's no way I could do this or there's no way I can. And you're having those types of thoughts. And mm -hmm. that's when I think you need, you need to see somebody and hypno hypnosis can be a great tool yeah. in that to be able to help you break through that. Absolutely. Um, so how often would say you have somebody that says, you know, like, I want to quit smoking is the first yeah. step in their health. And so they come and they achieve that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, whether it's three months or six months or however long, they come back and say, hey, this worked. I want to go with yeah. the next thing, like uh, giving up sugar or right, sodas right. or whatever. Is that common? Yes. Yeah. A lot of times when people, a lot of times there's, you know, we're in Waco, Texas, which sure. is pretty conservative. Yep. And so there's a lot of initial skepticism. Right. Um, 
you know, and people think I'm going to control their minds. If only it were that right. easy. You know, that'd be great. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. Um, but once they experience it, yeah. and, and I always say this, I've been doing this hypnosis now for 12, 13 years. I have never hypnotized anyone and had them come out and say, man, that was awful. I hated that. I, really, oh, I don't yeah. ever want to do that again. Nobody yeah. says that because yeah. it feels like you had a nice, relaxing nap. Who doesn't want a nice, relaxing nap? Right. So it's really great. Um, and now I lost track of the question that you asked. What did you ask me? Just uh, the, the returning for other issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. So once they clear up, I, I try to work on one issue at a time. Right. Let's not try to do stop smoking and lose weight and, and get over anxiety all at once. Sure. So I just kind of will ask them, what's the number one? Mm-hmm. Let's get that one done. And then I recommend giving it a few weeks or a few months and then start on the next one. Right. But a lot of times once they see, oh, this is what it is and this feels great and I'm okay and it was fine, then they're ready to do something else. Ready to tackle the yeah. next one. Yeah. Um, well, in, in, in regards to that, like, is there a, uh, is there a stopping point where it's like, okay, it, it didn't work anymore? Or is that more of a, in regards to say, so one of the things I tell people, like I can put you on a healthy nutrition plan and get you all of that. And if you make the choices and you do it, then, then pretty much your body's going to tell you what yeah. to eat from that point forward and be healthy and maintain that. And you're not going to have to think about it too much. Yes. So you can always go backwards, but that's going to be a manual decision that you're saying, no, I'm going to throw all this away and just start eating donuts yeah. all day long. Yeah. I always describe it as I re- I help you reinforce the behavior until your new behavior becomes self-sustaining. Right. And then you just keep doing it. And again, for me, I found that for most people, three sessions That's a great start. Right. It may not completely get them there. And so occasionally I'll have someone who, okay, we've done the package. I I think I need another session or two. And then they can just do that. And that's fine. But for most people, three sessions, they're they're pretty good. Yeah. And it's not something that, or or maybe it is, and you tell me, but is there there something that, that that trigger happens in the future, you know, six months or nine months from now? It could. You know? major trauma type thing, not to yeah, them yeah. necessarily, but you know, a death in the family or something like that, that triggers that anxiety back up to that level. It can. And hopefully if that happens again, they've got some good tools to use right. and, or they'll call me back right. and get, get in. Okay. Um, so, you know, one of the things that, that obviously healthy lifestyle is what I promote. Um, okay. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's what I'm about. It's not about necessarily the number on the scale. It's not, you know, it's about having a healthy, happy, healthy life um, and being able to achieve the goals that you want. Yes. So uh, how would you describe, um, you know, when, when, when somebody comes in and says, you know, hey, I, I want to have that happy, healthy life. Um, and by taking out this issue or that issue, I think I can achieve it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how would you describe like, from you, from the people that you've seen, what what is that ideal healthy lifestyle that people are trying to achieve? Obviously, I think physical health is a big one, and sure. you being a personal trainer and all that, I'm sure you agree with that. But I also think they've got to. I don't know how to describe this exactly. They've got to, I guess, have a more positive thought life. Okay. I think that. Too much negativity just impacts you across the board, right. not in a good way. Right. And if you, if you have enough 
uh, I guess if you're enough of a pessimist, I guess is what mm -hmm. I want to say, it colors everything. And I'm always encouraging people to, to, you know, do a start a gratitude journal. Um, right. Look for the positive things. Count your blessings. Yep. You know, I'm very much a glass half full kind of person. And uh, I had a friend who was not that way at all. And he would say, well, I'm not, what was it? I, I'm not an optimist. I'm a realist. And I was oh, like, yeah. Why is it more realistic to be negative than right. it is to be right. positive? Because again, there's a ton of research that shows that that just influences you across the board. So, right. so my answer is you want to be physically healthy and you want to be mentally and emotionally positive. Right. I think that makes for a good life. Yep. No, I agree. One of the things that, uh, that I've seen in my life is one of the changes we've made over the recent years is just not watching the news as much. And, oh, yeah. You know, not not yeah. listening to uh -huh. um, just because it is it's no matter what channel you watch in the news, it's negative. Yeah. It wears and you down. It, yeah, it can. And it and and as we talked about, it's that repetition of those yes. things in your mind. Yes. Over and, and all over of a sudden you over. start thinking that everybody. You know, I mean, that's where yeah. prejudices come in because you yeah. think everybody that's this. this way does yeah. this and. You know, everybody that lives in this town is all of a sudden this because that happened in this town and you just hear it over and over yeah. and over again. Um, it colors your perceptions. Yeah. Um, and I think hypnosis is a great way to to get some of those stumbling blocks out of your way and um, be able to, to, to move from, you know, step A to step C when step B, you just can't figure out what it is. Yeah, it's it's kind of like they're... It helps you break through these barriers that have yep. kept you stuck. Yep. That's I, that's probably the best description. For a lot of people, hypnosis helps them get unstuck and moving forward a lot more quickly and easily than right. other things. Yep. Um, well, I greatly appreciate your time and being on. Um, you know, if anybody uh, has any questions uh, about hypnosis or hypnotherapy, uh, I will have um, Melissa's information in the, the notes. For okay. this podcast, so they can reach out to her, to you, and uh, you know whether they're in Waco or not. Yeah. Um, you know that that if if they need somebody in their area, that you can yeah. you can direct them to the right person because uh, I know you've got you've got a network of people. Um, so, thanks for being on. And uh, if you've if you've uh, gotten anything out of this, a little nugget or anything, please share it with someone um, so that they can uh, also benefit from understanding that. You know, all the, the, the negative things that they're thinking don't have to be uh, the outcome of their life, that they can, uh, whether they need hypnosis as a, as, a, as a helping piece or not, that they, they can have that positive life that we're all yeah. searching for and hoping for. So, okay. Thanks, Jared. Thank you. Thanks for checking out the All in Health and Wellness Confidence Through Health podcast. Our goal is to use health as a conduit to help you reach your goals in life. 